Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Avatar, the last airbender. Uh, hello, Kate here. Uh, welcome <laughs> to streaming in place. Uh, so we're going to talk about Avatar, the last airbender, uh, book three, fire. Um, I love how much this is completely thrown off Kate's energy and, so much. Uh, <laughs> we gotta start with our boy Zuko. It's this episode, like coming off of the intense loss of the previous episode. I love the decision to just go awkward comedy, and mm-hmm. it, it really, really worked. Um, <laughs> Allison, what did you think of uh, of the Western Air Temple? Um. Is that is that one of the most famous lines of dialogue from the show? It has to be, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty it's pretty famous. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was so delighted, and when it came back, it just oh, sweet bliss! What a terrific performance! Terrific! The delivery is ju- it just is perfect. Um, if we weren't already on board with emo fire kid, um, man, I find it hard to believe that anybody couldn't be about that little nugget now. Oh, baby. Why am I so bad at being good? Uh, I mean, it is, it's a, it's a good episode. Um, obviously, but that's all I care about. Like that's mm-hmm. all, all of that stuff and whatever that like, like, I think Keenan said, was it a chipmunk frog? I think mm-hmm. that is a really good guess or like some kind of chipmunk yeah. frog, maybe yeah. some, something like that. Those, it, those com- Oh my God. Um, the conversations with the frog were so funny. Um, the Toph's reaction was perfect. And um, Toph remains goat. Um, <laughs> just like just all Katara's reaction is like, perfectly in keeping with what she's experienced recently it's all very very good but all i actually care about is um was that little cinnamon roll zuko oh marcus has an excellent point uh the marcus compares the the frog whatever kind of frog it was it made me think of the hypnotoad he says and excellent excellent touch point that's a good connection it's very good it's very good. Yeah, this for me, this episode is just all about Dante Bas- Basco, Basco, um, who is so good. And yes, the whole thing with the frog is good. But my favorite is Zuko talking to himself as Uncle Iroh. You must look within yourself to see the your two selves, and only then with like, like so many selves. It was just, it was so good. I really loved it. What did you think of the Western Air Temple this time, Noel? This episode's so good and silly, and I really like it. Um, yeah, just everything that we've gotten into already, like, hello, Zuko here. It's just it's just so good. Um, but also the why am I so bad at being good. It's just all fun and delightful um, in terms of watching Zuko try to figure out his his what he is now and going through that thing of self-discovery. And I really like again, like I keep I keep harping on this, but the the show keeps giving me reasons to harp on it, is the ways in which this episode has Aang wanting to regress a little bit while Zuko is trying to progress. 
and the ways in which they, they just never the twain shall meet, except it finally meets, basically. And it's really rewarding to watch that happen with them. And yeah, it's just, it's really great. And then we get the final confrontation with Combustion Man, because he's not coming back. I'm just going to let you guys know that. His <laughs> arm went into a chasm. <laughs> yep. And it was the boomerang! The boomerang! <laughs> oh, well, obviously, um, Dante Bosco is the MVP of this episode, and Toph remains goat. Um, I do want to, when Sokka did his little jump of joy about the boomerang, my heart grew three sizes. Um, it was just the best. It was the best. Uh, Marcus says, this episode made me like Zuko for the first time in the series. Wow. Congratulations. It took a little episode. too long, but he's so he's so sad in this episode and in a comedic way uh, that I think really kind of helps like sidestep if you're not like totally on board with the whole everything his whole deal has been for the past mm-hmm. two seasons. Uh, that this this is a good way to I think finally get people on board. So I'm glad he's on board. Um, I'm glad you're on board, Marcus. I think that the other thing, like we've talked about Toph being great, but I also really appreciate her whole everyone needs to chill out and mm-hmm. like take a step back sort of thing of tough while arguably being the youngest person here is also the one who has the least amount of baggage around Zuko. So her whole ability to be like, no, you look, I know you just recapped two seasons worth of things for me. However, <laughs> who's Zhang Zhang? Oh, don't worry about it. Maybe you'll tell me if I, if it's important. Um, that I think it's just, I think it's really good. The amount of perspective that Toph provides across both of these episodes in terms of being like, we have a firebending teacher. You don't have to like him, but he needs a firebending teacher. And there's one right here that clearly wants to make amends and is making that work. So, I appreciate that Toph provides that, and then Katara provides the closer of, yeah, I'm not buying this, so what a tribe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's so good. Uh, One of the things that I appreciated about Toph as the possessor of common sense in this episode is that she reacts the way anyone would if a person who maybe could sort of be an enemy burned their most important body part right completely understandable reaction but by the time she's back she's like to badger mold her way through the earth or whatever to get such a great setup for what we find out in the next episode (laughs) totally by the time she finally arrives back with team avatar she's cooled off and has like thought about what happened and we don't need to see that to understand that like of course she reacted one way and then had a minute to think about what actually happened and sort of processed it for what it was i thought that was really great Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's very, it's very tough. You know, it's 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 very in character. And if you didn't have somebody filling that role, we would just all be yelling at our TVs, being like, "Where else are you going to find a firebending teacher?" Like, literally, there are very few on the planet who would be willing to teach you, who would be able to teach you that you could go ask and not be, you know, uncertain as to whether they were going to kill you and turn you in, you know, or at least try. Um. So so yeah, it was it was a good 
balance. They they hit that just right. Um, Marcus says about about Zuko, he became a three dimensional character long before, but I still didn't like him. And Diego says these pair of episodes made me realize how really good the writing is. Zuko's turn is not easily accepted nor rejected. They thread the needle realistically, even though even when we know where it's going. And yeah, I think the 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 structure and the the writing here, and again the tonal balance between all of your friends are captured. Like, everyone has just been captured. Your parents, your family, right? Pipsqueak for the Duke. Um, <laughs> I did enjoy the, it's the Duke. It's not Duke, it's the Duke. Um, and and you feel that, but also, you know, Aang, like we already said, Ang's regression feels appropriate. Um, Sokka trying to, like, push the plan. Like, there are, there's a range of reactions to everything, and the episode itself settles in this place of comedy by focusing instead on on Zuko, who's the only one of the characters who's actually coming from a place of victory in his, his um, just his declaration of independence, you know, from his family yeah. and his uh, de- declaration of his destiny, too. So, yeah, it's it's a smart move, and it, it really sets up a lot. Let's talk a bit about that uh, Western Air Temple. Noel did not overhype it. It's so pretty. It's yeah. so cool. Keenan says that the Western Air Temple, it is dope as <laughs> And it is. It's my favorite location in the whole show because it's just so cool. And it's got that cool sky bison mural that's so neat. <laughs> yeah, no, I really like the Western Air Temple. Um, just because it's it's so different from that idea of a temple up in the mountains type, type of deal. And it's instead a temple inside like a canyon, which I think is really great. But it is also one of those spaces where you go yeah you could like climb to the northern southern air temples and the eastern air temple you can can kind of climb to this one but you really kind of need to be an airbender to get to it and i really like that that this is the space for this was one of the spaces for that um so that and just the fact that everything's upside down but they've got like plants growing from the roofs and everything it's just it's so cool. I really, really like it. <laughs> it's just also really neat because then Toph gets to be the first one to see it. Yes, which, which is also is really so great. cool. Yeah. I love that they give her that moment, you know, because they, they, there's been a lot of references to her being blind and everything, and, and they, you know, they feel like they've built up a pretty in-character rapport around that. Um, so to to find a way for her to be the one to be, oh, guys, check out oh it's beautiful right it's so it's so it's so cool that was really neat very creative um marcus says it's extremely well built to still be structurally sound after a century and yes uh, i'm sure combustion man didn't help keenan says i gasped and yeah it's just it's really pretty and do we have any other thoughts on on that element of it, allison uh, or or the other like dynamics here should we talk about the fight scene well, I want to echo what everyone else said about this location. It's just incredible. Um, and and there's so there's the promise of so much more and whether or not we ever actually see any of the places that like the B team essentially is visiting. Um, well, now that I fixed my brakes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I feel like that's the kind of detail where then you let your imagination do the rest. So while I would love to see more of this location, if we don't, I feel like they, they leave you in a really good spot with it. Cause you mm-hmm. can just yeah. daydream forever. Um, very cool. Uh, and yeah, the fight scene was 
I will, the one qualm I have with this episode, and this may just have been because I was also eating dinner at the time, but um, I found the fight scene a little bit harder to follow than I usually find the fight scenes. I wasn't quite sure exactly what happened to Sparky Sparky Boom Boom Man. Um, and to, and then like sort of, was it Zuko? No, it was the boomerang. Was it Zuko and the boomerang? Like what exactly took place in that whole section? Um, but it was really entertaining to watch. And just as like a buildup of the scenes that were to come, I think was really effective because I'm sure that some of them thought like, oh, well, this is a great performance. He paid his freaking assassin to show up here so he could demonstrate mm -hmm. how against him he is. And then it just sort of went from there. Really cool, good writing. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, I don't buy the way that, that combustion, the Sparky Pucky Boom Man goes out, Boom Man goes out, uh, because it, after all the various dodging and stuff he does of the fact that he doesn't see the boomerang coming when it hits him on his third <laughs> eye, like, doesn't make any sense at all. Um, but it's such a lovely win for Sokka that I don't care. <laughs> Kieran says, Sokka is my own beloved son. What an incredible character rehab from the first few episodes. And giving, especially coming off of the defeat of the Eclipse, giving him just a moment of, yep, plus Sokka, right? It's the boomerang this time. It's not all the fancy bending. Um, was, was nice. Even, you know, and they needed to they had, like, overbuilt the character, I think, uh, his powers, so they needed a, a lo-fi kind of way to t take him out, I think, that to, to have it really hit the right beat. Um, I think that this was a bit convenient, but I'll go with it. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice, Noel. Noel has a, a new name, uh, Sifu Hotman. <laughs> Very nice. Um, any final thoughts uh, on, on this episode? Um, Oh, Diego says, some Googling has led me to realize there are many variations on a theme here with the with the toad creature. Badger frog is what we see here. There's also squirrel toad and frog squirrel. Uh, so, yes, there's a lot of very interesting animals. So, apparently, badger frog. But also just frog frogs. But also just frog frogs. That just are frogs. medicinal if you suck on them. Mm -hmm. I had a wart! <laughs> I could feel it! Um, yeah, making time for little things like that really helps with the tone here as well. Um, well let's go to our next episode, which is the Firebending Masters. And uh, as Keenan said upon entering the chat, Dragons! 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 I love them! Dragons! Beautiful, scary dragon babies! Yes, the dragons are so cool. What did you think of the dragons, Allison? Oh, it took me, this was another one where I figured it out right before it happened. And then I felt stupid for not having figured it out immediately. Um, the, de the detail that really got me though, in terms of the way that this episode is plotted with like reveal after reveal, after reveal, after reveal, after reveal, which is so satisfying. Um, the thing that got me is figuring out the dragon dance and whether or not that was what they were meant to do the fact that they did that to, and they did it together um which it just it's respectful of an, another culture it's non-violent it's all like it's a joyful act it's something we've already seen ang do obviously with different moves but we know that ang believes in the power of dance like it just it was so it was such a lovely unexpected turn um, that it helped make the episode feel really whole for me. Um, the other detail that I just 
gave thanks for on high um, is that Iroh did not is not personally responsible for the extinction of the dragons. Mm-hmm. That was a great relief because I'm already having to sort of be like, oh, let's just forget that he was a war criminal. Let's just forget that he was a war criminal. And and just so there's just it, it was I'm very grateful for that detail. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to continue to love this character in the way that I do, Avatar. Mm-hmm. Marcus says, as soon as the Sun People, Sun Warriors talked about two masters who would judge them, I knew it was going to be dragons. I'm curious, uh, D- Diego, what your experience with it was. Because, yeah, I was watching it going, like, I, I like, it, it's just such a cool moment. It's so effective. And the, the design of the dragons is really cool. Like, the close-up we get of the blue dragon and, like, the scale, it's just awesome. Um, but, uh, but at the moment, I didn't anticipate it the way that I should have. Like, watching it again, it's like, yeah, it's very clear. Like, there's a mural. What could it mean? Well, it's two dragons talking to a person who is the firebender, like, the first human firebender. They probably, like, come on. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot there. But I think they do a good job of, like, if because it could easily feel like this is a way for them to retcon or like the, the idea that they had got the um that they had established all the dragons are gone before they were like hey we should have the dragons be where the firebending started like that they came up with badger moles after and this is their way of like riding around it i could see other shows doing that so like yeah i think that they do a good job handling all of this um we have uh, keaton says i didn't guess until i saw the staircase i'm a big dummy and never call anything <laughs> Diego says the shots of them dancing with the dragons behind them in sync was so cool. Um, Marcus says, we are a fire prince in the Avatar. We can take them. I was thinking, uh, probably not. (laughs) Um, Noel, did this one live up to your memory? I don't have, like, super clear memory. I remember, like, the dance with the dragons. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the big showstopper for this episode. So that that stuck in there. So I was really pleased with that, that still works as powerfully as it does. And I had never really drawn the connection that Allison did about like Aang believes very firmly in the power of dance and like this makes sense. And I was just like, oh yeah, that is a nice payoff on that kind of a concept. Um and I like the payoff of like it's a red and blue dragon. So we get the Zuko stuff uh from his vision to pay that off and how all of that works. But more than anything, one of the things I really like about this episode is that it's such a tight Aang and Zuko story about both of them and their respective personalities and how they literalize their personalities and their flames that they have to carry up that hill. And the character work that they do to make that apparent, but then also just the humor that they derive from it, from the whole, stop cheating off of me. (laughs) Uh, It's just so good. So I really like all the layers of the character stuff that happens here. Um, the I feel like that there's a slight short thrift um, on this episode in terms of the whole the Fire Nation co-opted indigenous cultures things. And we're just going to kind of we're going to acknowledge it and we're going to say that it was bad, but we're also not going to like really interrogate what that means um, because we don't have the space for that. <laughs> Um, so it's a little it's a little frustrating on that level of for a show that normally takes time to really kind of dive into that kind of thing for them to go. Yeah, no, Iroh made sure that we were going to be kind of safe 
and then you're not allowed to leave. Just kidding, but seriously, don't tell anyone because mm-hmm. we're hanging on by a thread is the implication. Um, so don't tell anyone. So I'm really curious about how that kind of play would have played out given a little bit more space. Um, but considering that it was largely to get Zuko to a point of that he doesn't have to say, I swear this never happens to me, um, so that they can firebend again. I, I was, I was happy with that. And I do want to, I do want to acknowledge Diego quoting a really great line of, huh, jerk bending, still got it. It's just like, <laughs> yes, it's so good. It's such a good line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do we think of, uh, the badger mole? Uh, character uh, backstory for, for Toph. Marcus says it was one of his favorite moments. It's oh, I so love good. that. It's so good. And it answers questions that I didn't really realize I had in mm-hmm. that we have seen Appa do what seems to be airbending. Um, and, and some of it is just like, you know, I don't know how much of it is like a power and how much mm-hmm. of it is just that he is a giant flying bison with a lot of breath and a huge tail and all of that um so now i want to know the origin of water bending it's the moon like it was the moon they watched the moon oh, okay um, and the tides and everything and how that influenced that i, I was hoping it. we were gonna meet like a like a spitting fish of some kind <laughs> no no it's no there's no animal or anything it's just the moon mm-hmm. um that's the implication anyway um back from the end of book one is that they learned water bending from watching the moon and the tides going in and out yeah um yeah i i loved seeing Toph as a teeny tiny one that was really fun um it was just a delightful sequence i actually i also really like speaking of seeing Toph as teeny tiny one um i like that the pairing of ang and zuko makes ang seem younger and yes. they're drawing him in the lower half of the frame way more often because Zuko Uh is so much taller and it sort of creates this like it made me think a lot about I don't remember which episode it is but um Zuko's Wild West standoff where he has to Zuko alone yes where he has to try to rescue the little boy um and tries to give him a gift and all of that um so you can sort of see like where this relationship might be headed and I can already tell that it is going to absolutely absolutely break me the first time that Zuko calls Aang Aang and not the Avatar um, which I assume will happen eventually uh, and it's just gonna it's just gonna get me like right in the feels um, so those are unrelated but in terms of the age of these characters especially the younger characters I think the show is doing a really good job of sort of reminding us of how um, young and uh, vulnerable they are yeah. I also liked the, uh, I mean, to, to shut up, ask again, I could really feel the difference in age in the flashback Zuko and the current Zuko. And mm-hmm. some of that's the the, the hair and the, the, the style and everything. But it's also just, this was within the first, like, month or so of his banishment. So that means he was 13. So it was like... It was like three years earlier, and that that's a big three years for a lot of people. So um, I thought they did a good job of pitching the voice a little differently, and just the delivery. It was it was nice. There was a lot. There's a lot to appreciate in in these episodes. Yeah, definitely. Alkina says, "Young Toph licking the Badgermole's back. <laughs> Adorable. It's like the sun, but inside of you. <laughs> the real fire bending was inside of us all along." <laughs> Recontextualizing firebending to not be 
solely about destruction, but to be about energy and life. And that, that goes back to the conversations we were having earlier about, well, aren't all the different types of bending basically the same? And this one is different because it's less with materials and more with energy. Um, I, I thought it was a, a good realization for them to have. It's the kind of thing that you can sell being a moment and within epiphaphase as opposed to with dialogue since we don't want the dragons to talk. Um, I thought the visualization of the multicolored fire oh. was really neat. Um, I think they actually could have even just ha- said less than they did. But um, no, it was really cool. Any final thoughts on these episodes? Great. <laughs> yeah, no, they're both they're both pretty good. What I love about both of them is that it's not as though they're making you forget about the context or the stakes or the danger, but within that context, they're finding so many opportunities for fun that it's without, I, without erasing the tension is sort of giving you a little breather. Um, so it's not incredibly stressful to watch at each and every moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. Well, if Diego or Marcus or Keenan have any final thoughts, throw them into the chat. Otherwise, uh, Allison, you ready? Yes. Our next two episodes are going to be uh, 14 and 15, and they are The Boiling Rock. It's a two-parter. Ooh. Hmm. Well, eventually we have to catch up with Iroh somewhere. Although, who knows, maybe he'll just be out until the finale. Um... The Boiling Rock. Ooh, uh, something having to do with a volcano. Um, you know, Sokka did tell Zuko to jump jump into a volcano or a pit of lava several times in this episode. So um, maybe, maybe they go to a volcano to um, see if they can invent um like a different form of lava bending where <laughs> where Toph and Zuko and Aang can all team up like that that's all I got I I don't know um Keenan says boiling rock equals lava equals fire plus earth and only an avatar can deal with both so Aang is gonna be a lava bender um yeah okay Noel should we tell them what the boiling rock is or should we let them find out no, we can tell them. It's fine. The Boiling Rock is the name of the Fire Nation's most secure prison. <gasps> Ooh! So. Are we going after Mom? To- Noel, you told us there was no more Mom. <laughs> uh, you're a good liar. You totally fooled me. I was thinking that. Oh, Suki! Damn it, Marcus. Why are you always right ex- about everything except for Appa? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'd like to see Lava Bending, but Suki. Yeah, great. Awesome. I'm very into that. But also, who knows, maybe Mom. And Noel is a very good liar. So I'm a, I am a very good liar, um, which could be a lie. Noel always lies. Noel, Noel lies. always lies. No. Um, these two episodes are quite fun and enjoyable. And there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff in them, including the meme. The meme. <laughs> Looking forward to it. More on that tomorrow. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out in the Zoom. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Bye.